0: You're listening to Ed Curation, the podcast where teachers talk curriculum. We make it easier for educators to find the resources they need to create fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Welcome to another edition of Ed Curation, where teachers talk curriculum. I'm excited today to have David Van Sicklen on the show. He is an advanced learning specialist in the Middleton. Cross Plains School District, just outside of Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome, David.
1: Uh, I'm happy to be here.
0: So, David,
1: how long have you been
0: working in education?
1: I've been in education for nine years, and I've kind of bounced around. I've mostly been in the elementary realm, being a fourth and fifth grade teacher. I've been in middle school as a five, six teacher, technology like specials teacher, and then an ed tech instructional coach until I've recently fallen into the advanced learning field. I haven't heard that title yet before, advanced learning. What does that mean? I would say the, the best comparison would be like gifted and talented, but in oh, our okay. district, we, we go with advanced learning as the, as the title.
0: What do you like about working in advanced learning and in ed tech and, and in
1: elementary schools? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of challenges, I mean, in all fields and areas in education, and I just love innovating, and I love thinking about ways to make education better and ways to enrich students' learning and yeah, it's fun being on that kind of cutting edge. And so I've been able to combine kind of my ed tech background with, uh, you know, gifted and talented or advanced learning. And yeah, it's exciting. And I, yeah, I like it every day is kind of new. And yeah, I like to kind of problem solve in ways to enrich kids every day life.
0: So as a, a former tech specialist and a coach and a leader of advanced learning in your district, you have a unique perspective on teaching and learning. Can you tell me about what you've seen that works best
1: in helping students achieve? I mean, there's so many different ways I can answer this question, but I think some of the best ways I've seen students achieve is really when you combine that interpersonal you know, world with a teacher, as far as building really strong relationships with their students, and combining that with super high engaging activities and learning experiences. And then ultimately, obviously, with older kids, really giving them some opportunities to drive their learning with, you know, choice of voice and how they want to learn and what they want to learn. And I've really seen some, and you know, varied experiences and varied grade levels, just some awesome experiences that teachers have helped facilitate for their students.
0: And so I know that you've decided to come on the show today to talk about a specific resource or tool that... I would imagine has helped with students driving their own learning and giving them choice in the ways they learn. Can you tell us
1: more about Seesaw? So Seesaw is an app that you can download on a tablet, iPads, or, and I believe Android. It also works on Chromebooks as well, but probably not as well. Like I would definitely, it's definitely ideal on a tablet. And yeah, it kind of has a lot of different kind of forms or uses that you can use. It kind of originated as a way for students and teachers to curate a digital portfolio. So teachers use it to capture videos and share them with families. And also, you know, file them under different specific names, but also students can do that exact same work. And then there's now kind of a new, like, almost learning management system capacity where teachers can share out different activities that are created by teachers for teachers that are free. Kind of the best way to equate some of them are, you know, word sorts, things like that, where it can really do a good job of capturing students' thinking, capture students' learning along the way. I love it because it's like, you know, kind of basically records the screen as they're drawing and explaining what pattern they've noticed or, you know, it it really utilizes the camera app from the iPad. And I I love tools in in the tech world that really have unlimited possibilities. And I think there's a million ways that Seesaw can be used. And it's just, you know, falls into the hands of that creative teacher.
0: So tell me about some of the ways that you've seen Seesaw being used that, that you like.
1: Some of the creative uses I've seen are student scavenger hunts. So maybe like, I'm I'm kind of in the math world recently. So thinking about doing a geometry shape walk. So going around the school or the playground and taking pictures and explaining what different shapes are using both the camera feature and then the microphone recording their own voices. I think that's really cool. I've also seen video diaries where they're recording their voice like in a selfie and they're pretending to take on a role of someone else like, a character from a biography, like Black History Month of you know famous people or some famous people that they've learned about in social studies. Whether it's crossing the Oregon Trail in the middle school or you name it, and I've seen some really cool and creative uses.
0: I like that. Yeah, I see what you're saying about how students are really owning their learning and they can have choice and voice and place. In both of those examples that you gave, they probably I bet the students love love it. Love working
1: with seesaw too. Would you say? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's needless to say kids are motivated and engaged anytime you incorporate technology, but when there's a really intentional purpose for that tech use and it's like more of a creative use, kids just flourish with it and love it. You know, like oftentimes I see with technology it's you know, replacing something from the old, like, you know, rather than writing in a worksheet, you're filling out a digital worksheet. And I think apps and tools like Seesaw or Footgrid or whatever are ways that you're really transforming learning experience that we haven't seen before. And kids are engaged in, you know, taking selfies and pretending it's Instagram or Snapchat. And yeah, I think that they just love that. So
0: can you share any particular stories of success that you've seen students achieve using Seesaw that is unique and worth sharing?
1: One of the interesting ways, especially in my my current role of like, Advanced learning and ed tech, where I'm almost serving as like a consultant for teachers, so helping them figure out ways to meet students' needs in their classrooms. And a lot of times in my district, teachers are, you know, concerned about how to differentiate for the high end of students and how to enrich their learning when they have so many kids they're worried about who are below benchmark. And so one of the ways that we've kind of helped meet those students' needs that are on the higher end of the spectrum. Is Seesaw and they have activities, as I mentioned, that can are tailored made. Teachers can assign these activities grade levels above or below to different students. And they have no idea, you know, that one one assignment is more difficult or challenging than the other. They just know that this is the one that David does, or this is the one that Mary does. And yeah, it's a great way to just quickly meet their needs where instead of, you know, adding and subtracting numbers that are, you know, within 10, they're doing it within 100 if they're in first grade. It's a great way to individualize students' learning. And yeah, they love it. And they love that their, their parents are going to see it at the end of the day. And they can talk oh, about it Oh, tell at us home. more
0: about that. Do you have any stories about that, about parents getting the Seesaw? How does it come through to them? Does it, like, come through via their email, or how, how do they get the access to the parents?
1: Yeah, so it depends on how the, so the parents can sign up to get notifications, and they can sign up, they can download the Seesaw app parents, or I think they can connect their email to it. And so anytime something's posted under their student's name, they get a little notification that, you know, David has a new learning today or you know mr v posted something for your student and they get to see just their kids unless the teacher posts like a class picture or video on a field trip or whatnot when they get to check it out so it's a great way to also connect the, the home and so parents can ask their students you know like hey like Tell me about that geometry shape, like scavenger hunt you did today. Like, what did you find? Or like, show me. And, and they, you know, a great way to bond rather than, you mm-hmm. know, the age old, what did you learn today? Nothing. What are you do in school today? Nothing. Mm-hmm. They, they have, you know, <laughs> visible evidence of what they did and what right. they learned. So actually, because I just moved back home and so I'm working in a school district near my, near my family, my brother and his friends have students in one of the schools that I work at. And so mm-hmm. they actually even brought up, you know, unprovoked about Seesaw. And they're like, oh man, we love it. Like he, I, we looked at his like subtraction work, like he's killing it. And I was, I was excited to see about seesaw.
0: I love that. So how did you first learn about Seesaw?
1: I think I first learned about it, definitely, you know, used it and promoted it when I was like the ed tech coach in my district. I think oftentimes, especially in the primary years, there's not a lot of great tech resources or tools for those, those little guys. So having something like Seesaw has been, you know, the app that I always recommend because it, it really does, you know, transcend all of Bloom's taxonomy. It's not just a quick do this, fill this out, fill in the blank type stuff. It's like kids creating, kids being creative as well. And there's no shortage of usage. I think that a kinder can easily get on and do some really cool learning.
0: Yeah, do you know so if Seesaw is free? Is it free for teachers? Do they sell kind of school or district? Subscriptions, how would a
1: teacher access? It's what we call like a freemium app, but everything that you would need as just a single classroom teacher is like for the most part free. Like there's really no, none of those features that you're like, oh man, if I just had $5, I could get this feature. There are some mm-hmm. benefits for like middle school, for example, where you're sharing kids. That is a mm-hmm. premium feature. And there's probably a few other things, but for the most part, it's definitely a pretty strong free app but not a lot of premium features that you uh, are longing for.
0: And do you think, is it one of those apps that's really easy to pick up how to use it or does it take a little bit of learning time and and how would educators go about learning the different ways to use Seesaw, or is it just super intuitive?
1: That's a great question. I mean, I think it's one of those, and as I kind of, you know, try to stumble through explaining what it is, I think there's so many features that I think my recommendation for a teacher that's picking it up and having no idea what Seesaw is, is kind of starting slow. Seesaw does do a great job of explaining how to go about adding students to your classroom and getting them on with iPads or Chromebooks as well as, you know, connecting families. So that's pretty intuitive. And they have really great, like, you just print off, like, here, print this off send this home, or here's a copy and paste this email link, to families, or here's these QR codes that your kids will just scan. And then as far as like the different uses for it, I think it's one of those things you just kind of go slow to go fast. So maybe first, it's kind of more teacher controlled, but they're, you know, taking the pictures of the students work, and they're filing it under each other's names, or it's you know, just connected to families and then slowly but surely allowing students to start owning that. And then eventually, I think kind of like the third third level of that would be incorporating those activities that I was mentioning where there's, you know, actually like curated learning activities that kids can uh, engage in and students can assign to them. For the most part, it's just like if you know how to use the camera app on an iPad or a cell phone, like it's pretty much as easy as that, which is great.
0: So with that, what age or grade level do you think students can start to take ownership of recording their own learning? What are you seeing happening in the schools where you work?
1: I mean, I think that it's like anything, it's you know, it's a learning curve and sometimes that curve is a little bit longer for the younger ages. But I've definitely seen like great routine setup, whether or not you have three iPads in a room or, you know, one for every kid, where you know, it starts slow, you build it into a classroom structure and routine and kids know exactly what to do when, you wouldn't just hand a kid an iPad and say, all right, like take a picture of what you did. But having really mm-hmm. structured directions, maybe you're, you know, doing some interactive modeling with it initially, and then slowly but surely, you know, relinquishing control. But I've definitely seen Seesaw in as low as preschool, you know, four-year-old classroom and kids starting to curate their own learning, as long as they know what they're supposed to be doing. At the same time, I've definitely seen, you know, fifth graders taking selfies and trying to file it under their name. But Seesaw does have (laughs) features where the student can file things, but the teacher has ultimate control of whether or not that actually goes public. And they see it, but they, you know, for a fifth grade selfie, they can just quickly delete that and have a, you know, private conversation with them later.
0: So I've heard you talk about Seesaw being appropriate for younger children all the way up to middle school. Is this an app that would be used in high school as well, or is it really more appropriate for like a K-8 audience, do you
1: think? I mean, because it's so open-ended, like there's not really, I think it it could go all the way up to K-12 for sure. I'm not as familiar with its uses or how it's been used in the high school setting. But again, like I don't see why it couldn't high school students just taking pictures of you know where they are what they're doing you know doing complex like you know like I'm thinking back to like even when I was in high school for physics we went to Six Flags and we had to come up, like figure out different physics problems for different roller coasters and whatnot and I could easily see in that being like you know everyone has a every partner every group has an iPad between them and they're they're solving these problems you know at Six Flags walking around
0: that's exciting so all you'd say this is good for all teachers
1: I would definitely agree. I mean, I think if you're a teacher out there that's, you know, likes to kind of innovate and are creative, I think you'll fly with this and really love just like, you know, coming up with different ways and different uses for it. And if you're ever stuck or, you know, never, you're not sure about how to use something, Twitter is always a great way. And I'm not a huge Twitter person, but as far as, learning about different ways teachers are using just one simple tool like Seesaw, you can learn a lot from the, the Twitter universe out there.
0: That's a really great tip. Speaking of tips or feedback, is there anything you would like to say to the designers or developers of Seesaw?
1: I would say thank you. I definitely identify as one of those teachers that doesn't like to be kind of pigeonholed or like put into a corner and like, this is what, this is how it's used and how it should be used and what it must be used for. I love kind of thinking creatively and I appreciate that. And I also appreciate that they're, they're similar to like Google in the sense that they really do take teacher feedback well and they they change and update the product based on teacher feedback and criticism. So yeah, thank you for listening to all these great teachers out there who have things to say about Seesaw.
0: Speaking of the great teachers out there and the ones in Middleton Cross Plains School District, David, is there another resource or Product or tool out that, that you notice that teachers are kind of hungry for? Do you hear any requests for anything specific that we at Ed Curation might be able to
1: help you all find? I would say, like, two areas, um, not just Midlands and Cross Plains, but you know, my old district in Colorado as well. Like, I think the STEM, STEAM, and you know, makerspace realms are, you know, they've been around for a few years now, but still there's not really. Uh, compact definition of what each of those terms mean, or really a succinct definition, or even a curriculum that goes with those three. I think they're starting to develop some out there. But yeah, I think, you know, I played around with Ed Curation and, you know, I saw there, I was super excited when I saw a STEM filter for searching curriculum. And I mean, I have to be honest, I haven't explored deep enough into the products that I saw up there, but I think that's definitely an area where curriculum designers and resource designers could really start beginning to create some powerful things that are really structured and vertical aligned.
0: You know, David, I think you're right. I, I was able to attend the CSTA conference last summer, Computer Science Teachers of America. And of course, computer science is just one part of STEM. It's not, you know, it's not, STEM is not equal to computer science. But even in the computer science discipline, I felt like it was a gold rush. I felt like it was, you know, when they discovered gold in San Francisco and and everybody was coming from all over the world to try to find it. Like, there were so many new products coming to market that were brand new and that either were developed by really, you know, young entrepreneurs that were successful computer science coders themselves in college, maybe, and then wanted to create a new way for younger students to learn what they knew. Or they, they were, you know, interestingly enough, companies like Facebook that had a computer science curriculum that they were merging through with the content areas. So it was a way for students to code in English language arts and a way for them to code when they're studying history or social science, a way to kind of embed, you know, coding in the different content areas. And they're building them for free, you know. So I think you're right. I think there's not enough stuff out there, but the industry is aware of it and, and working hard. But I do think it's going to be on the responsibility of the educators and the schools and districts to find just the right product for them because there is so much out there that, you know, doesn't have 20 or 50 years behind the their product's creation, you know, and all the research behind it yet. So it's really kind of going to be on all of us to figure out which products work best for which types of Students and schools and and all of that. So I'll keep you posted as as we find some real winners
1: here at Education. I appreciate that. Yeah, because I mean, what I'm finding and what I've experienced in the past is you know, kind of schools kind of going rogue and defining what it looks like and creating their own scope and sequence. You know, K-12 STEM or STEAM or yeah, maker spaces. And yeah, it's it's great and exciting work. But yeah, there's a lot out there, and it's just hard to figure out what's best. What's best for you? What's best for the vision and your definition of those, those terms.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, we're working on that here at Ed Curation. So we'll keep you posted and I wish you you. and all of the students at Middleton Cross Plains School
1: District, the best of luck. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I hope I help some people out there exploring Seesaw.
0: Thank you for listening to Ed Curation. We hope you learned something today about a curriculum resource that produces fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Check out EdCuration.com to find out more. That's E-D-C-U-R-A-T-I-O-N.com.